welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Star Wars Visions. My name is Dan, unrelated to Dan in the episode, <laughs> but I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello. How you doing today, bud? I'm um, swell. Awesome. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about this episode. Me will. And Noma. <coughs> Cloud Chaser, huh? I mean, hello. <laughs> I appreciate that. Starting off spicy. He's the only episode. character in Star Wars. Actually, that's not true. Fergan Dan. But he's he's a Bith, <laughs> and nobody likes Biths. This kid, this kid's got it. This kid's got what it takes. Uh, you're really, really slamming on Darth Tenebris today, huh? Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> I mean, come on. When you think of a Bith, you think of... Bergen Dan in the modal nodes first. No, yeah. I think of Tenebris. <laughs> All right, let's get into this episode. Ed, what is this episode about? What episode are we covering? We're going to talk about episode seven of Star Wars Visions. That is The Elder, uh, done by studio, the studio's Trigger. I think this one was. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about what happened. If we found any Easter eggs, how many Easter eggs do we find? What were they? And if we missed anything or if you noticed something we haven't, feel free to contact us. There are many ways to do so. Noma's going to list out a few for you. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can get in contact with us. The easiest one is through our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Handle for both of those is at voiceforcepod. As we always say, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing a listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars in a comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Awesome. Thank you, Noma. Now, let's get into the poster for the episode. All right. So, as we always like to do on our Visions podcast so far, we are going to be going over the poster for this episode first. Uh, this one's interesting. I I mean absolutely no insults as I say this. I, I'm not trying to put it down at all. I, if you've listened to the Twins, you know how much I love Studio Trigger. I'd never want to talk badly about them. That being said, this kind of looks like a DeviantArt picture to me. <laughs> Just the, style, the style's slightly off. It's... It's the font, honestly. You think like so? the font is very yeah, like weirdly true. stylized and yeah. it looks like it was done in like like Illustrator, mm. Adobe Illustrator or something like that. It just looks It's out of place. It looks it looks very circa 2000s. Yeah, it's it's very okay. odd. I mean, the art itself is really nice. We've got we've got Dan on the front, not hey. me, but <laughs> It's a me. And, one of my one of my favorite things about this episode is that the the main character has a very kind of normalized name like Dan. And then we've got his master, Taiji Crossover. Yeah. <laughs> in the background. Oh, sorry. Sounds right like behind a him. Skill he'd use in <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a move I'd learn in second. Like <laughs> oh, it's it's Taiji Crosser. Oh sorry, Crosser. crosser yeah. Sorry, yeah. Still still sounds like a second move. But Ta- yeah, Taiji Crosser. crosser. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> um, and then behind them, uh, kind of like we were talking about in Toby, but uh behind them we've got the elder, the ominous villain in the background. Mm. Um there there's a really kind of nice effect uh between the elder and the two Jedi, which is kind of showing the rain, which is uh kind of calling back to something in that episode. But yeah, overall it's it's a nice composition. We get a very clear picture of what's going on. 
it's very short and simple. And wh what I do like about it is it doesn't give too much away. It just oh, shows yeah. you three characters. And it showed you that in the trailer too. It's just these three characters it shows. Yeah, yeah. And there's I mean, no, there's no spoilers or anything in this. Apart from yeah, Rain. and I mean, th this this feels like they. I, I feel like they made this poster after the trailer dropped because they don't try to hide what the elder is at all, right? Because mm. we saw in the original Visions trailer, he was like the one of the first things we saw. So, I feel like it, it was just like a um an, a means to an end, basically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about for this one as much. I don't know if you guys have any uh, anything you want to add to the poster. Um, some really. things that I really enjoyed about this poster, apart from I didn't really enjoy the text, as you said. Hmm. Um, I feel like they could have done like more of like a hiragana, katakana kind of font that's English. You know, have you seen those? They're like the yeah, the, it's yeah. like kind of it borders between like the Japanese style mm. symbols and the like English uh, romaji kind yeah, of romanized yeah. symbols. I feel like that might have been a bit better feel for this, or just like something more Star Warsy, maybe. Yeah, because again, this looks, this like, looks like fantasy. A... Yeah, I was, I was exactly, I was gonna say it's like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, like Elven Thorns. script almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I definitely could see that being a little bit better. Um, the main thing for me is always like there's a real fine line there between it looking good and looking slightly racist. Oh but sure, sure, yeah. It's also you know if Studio Trigger is doing it, then you know it's it's anime anyways. So yeah, and I'm sure somebody actually like drew that, that out, like hand drawn, drew like those letters. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a font that you can just get. Yeah, I don't think so. And then so like the the thing I would say about this is I love the the juxtaposition. There's the big word for the day with the uh, elder in the back in like the the background and he's kind of like overimposed upon like the two main characters mm. uh Taijin and Dan mm. and like he's like slashing down like he's like you've fallen from my trap almost yeah and I love that and like the the shadow in front of his face to make him look even more ominous with the glowing yellow eyes so mm. good well the saber also you see that red backdrop as well because it's coming out that it looks like it's just red yeah it's just like it's it red. almost looks like a like blood kind of coming off of a sword type thing yeah yeah and it um, is definitely the dominating color here not a huge fan of taijin's face in this because he looks a lot younger than what he is in the show yeah he, yeah i was he convinced he was gonna be yeah. like a young master somewhere in his maybe yeah. 30s or 40s mm. this guy dan looks like on point he's 60 Dan yeah. looks on point, but I think Taijin looks a little younger in this. But I mean, honestly, the only other thing is I would pull his hands down a slight bit so you can see the entirety of his lightsaber because it just looks mm. too short because it's uh, cut same off. Same thing for Dan, though, because Dan's is also off. Yeah, yeah. that's like, true. He's only Dan and you're not seeing. You, you don't see the completion of any of these sabers, yeah. which is, mm. to me it says like it could go any way. You don't know. Yeah. Which, mm. if that's what you're going for, cool, but. I, honestly, it's a really good thing, and then I love how like the ground is like where they are is like white that fades it like it goes from white at the top and fades into red at the bottom. And I just think that's a really cool aesthetic, mm -hmm. and it's very maybe I don't know if I'm wrong in saying this, but it was very Japanesey in terms of like like the samurai and like the the duel kind of aesthetic they have like the the, the showdown the cowboy showdown type thing where it's just like someone's gonna die. Hey. Yeah, you know? it, it is. You do get a sense of tension just by looking at this poster. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Mm. All right, let's get into the episode, Noma. All right. So, as we always like to say when we start these things off, as always, spoiler warning ahead, we are going to talk about this and give the synopsis as though you've already watched it, just to catch you up on it. 
but we will be spoiling everything with Abandon. So if you want to watch The Elder, which I absolutely recommend, yes, I'm horrifically biased. Yes, you should watch it. But if you haven't seen it yet, pause here, go watch The Elder and then come back because otherwise we're just going to spoil everything for you. And with that final spoiler warning, let's get into the synopsis. So The Elder starts off with basically the two main characters, we're introduced to them very quickly as they're kind of going through hyperspace. So we are introduced to Dan and uh, Taijin Crosser as they're kind of sitting and, and talking about, uh, you know, they're, we get a little bit of a backstory on what they're doing here, where Taijin's basically saying like, oh, Dan, you need to come out and you need to explore the galaxy. And Dan's like, yeah, you know, as someone who knows more about the Outer Rim than anybody else, it seems like you'd be perfect for this. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's it's great. You know, you get to see all these exotic places and you get to experience all this stuff and there's not a lot of people around. And yeah, it's just it's just the untamed wilderness. And Dan's like, yeah, that uh, that sounds great. And Tyson's like, yeah, I'm glad you agree. And he goes, no, I'm joking. And he's like, oh, thanks for that. And then as they're kind of bantering... Taijin gets like a disturbance. He feels something is wrong. And Dan picks up on that. And they, they have a little bit of a talk. He's like, like, what's wrong? And Taijin basically says, like, I feel a disturbance, something dark. And Dan's like, oh, is this a Sith? And he goes, I, I don't know. We'll go and see. And then they have a little bit of a talk about Dan being like, oh, you know, if it is, we, we have to fight them. We have to we have to take them out. They're evil. And he goes, well, yeah, OK, calm down, though. Don't don't get too, you know, don't get ahead of yourself. Remember to be calm and peaceful. Don't rush into it. Remember the Jedi way. Calm your emotions. And they have a they they kind of recite uh, a little mantra, and then they head to the planet where uh, that planet is called Habo, I think. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they they land. It's it's a very nice looking planet. It's like very. It, it almost looked like industrial smog kind of green at first, but when they come down to land, it's it's a lot of valleys and mountains, and it it basically they land and they see definitely not like a typical Japanese mountain village. And they even have a thing where, like, they're walking, and he's like, oh, this planet looks really nice. I could really get used to it. And Taijin's like, yeah, if you really like this place, you should try their delicacy called Undon. Definitely not Udon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. You should try it. And so they they go, and Taijin basically talks to the locals, and he's like, they're, they're a bit shy. Just let me do the talking. And while they're doing that, Dan kind of, like, notices something, and he looks over, and there's a bunch of kids watching him. And he's like, he, he gives them, like, yeah, I can see you. And they, like, hide. And then he, like, looks back. And then he looks back again, and they're there again. So he kind of like winks, like, yeah, like, it's fine. I'm not going to do anything. And then they they kind of get a little bit of a camaraderie bond there. And Taijin comes back, and he's like, yeah, some ship landed. Nobody knows. Some old guy was here. They don't know anything because he was just kind of there. And then he went up to the mountains, even though they told him it was dangerous. So Dan's like, oh, it's it must be a Sith. And Taijin's like, I, I don't know. Calm down. We need to figure this out. And Dan says something that never ever backfires ever in a story and he's like we should split up to cover more ground and <laughs> taijin's like yeah i guess i'll go check out the ship and dad's like yeah i got the mountain and taijin's yeah. like all right but there there's vomgas up there they're they're kind of dangerous so you know the mountain's kind of treacherous to climb too you'll need a guide conveniently those kids are still around so uh dan gets the kids to help him traverse the mountain and even points out as they're going up he's like i cannot imagine an old man getting up this place because he's it's a rough climb like there's no steps or anything he's just climbing rocks and at the same time taijin gets the other villagers to lead him to the ship and it is incredibly imposing like it's just jet black and red it very much looks like a sith ship and taijin's like yeah um this ship doesn't look that cool what's it like on your end and dan's like i found a dead vomga 
it looks like it was slashed by by some kind of blade and titan's like huh nothing can pierce vamga flesh except for varga i can't remember what they're called really yeah vamga flesh except for a lightsaber and even though he he just kind of says that it kind of seems like he's guessing but he's right because dan points out like there's no blood at all it's just a clean cut Oh, and I also forgot to mention, before he goes and inspects the Vamga carcass, Dan gets the kids to, like, leave, because he's like, okay, clearly something's up here. But yeah, as soon as he finishes inspecting the carcass, he turns around, and there's an old hooded man there. And we get the confirmation that we all knew was kind of coming. The guy th- uh, drops his cloak, and he's got two uh, lights, uh, katana-esque lightsabers hanging from his belt. And Dan's like, oh, you're a Sith. And he, the, I really like this part, because the, the old guy's like, nope. The Sith were way too busy trying to outmaneuver each other and just infight and all this other garbage. So I just left because they forgot what it meant to really be Sith. They were just infighting idiots. And Dan's like, oh, so you're not a Sith? And he goes, why don't we figure this out through violence? And he takes out his lightsabers and and ignites them. And we get the two kind of like red katana, very katana-esque blade lightsabers. They're short, though. They're like wakizashi, kind of like the short swords more. And uh, they, they face off. There's there's a lot of stuff in this episode I really like. After the first, they literally trade a single blow. And then the old man's like, oh, you're not who I was looking for. That's disappointing. And Dan's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, there, I felt a really strong presence in the force. I was hoping it would be a good fight. It's not you. It's your master, isn't it? And then he even goes like, yeah, I tried hunting the Vamga. It wasn't a challenge. But I know how to attract your master. If I kill you, he'll come find me. And Dan's like, I'm not going down as easy as the Vamga does. And the old man's like, we'll see. And they trade another like three blows and he just cuts Dan down, like slash across the stomach. Let He drops him to the ground. And we see Taijin like immediately senses that as soon as it happens. And we get this I, such a I, like, I love the scene because we see Taijin look up, kind of like realizing what's happened. And then we cut to the elder and he kind of he kind of like grins and looks down, but in the same direction that taijin was even though they're nowhere near each other so it's kind of like that yeah i see you and taijin kind of like grimaces and keeps running so it starts to rain as it because we need this to be as as beautifully a samurai aesthetic as possible and we see dan's laid out on the stone or sorry dan's laid out on the ground in front of a stone that the elders like sitting kind of like yoda grogu style meditate uh kind of just waiting on and he sees uh taijin appear and he's like oh good yeah you look a lot more like the guy i was looking for they face off and same thing they trade like two or three blows except this time it's completely different because the elder after they trade their blows he's like yeah this is perfect you're exactly what i was looking for if i had met you when i was younger and i was stronger it would have been perfect but i'll make do with this and we get this like a beautiful couple more kind of clashes uh one thing that they do that i really like is taijin keeps when he realizes he has to be a bit more defensive, he keeps going into like the Qui-Gon episode one stance. Yeah. Where he's got both yeah. hands close to the side of his head and they keep clashing and the elder gets a little bit too cocky and he does a move that allows Taijin to grab one of his lightsabers, like out of disarm him. And then he throws the lightsaber up in the air and cuts it in half. So the elder's down to one lightsaber, which pisses him off a lot because he's now on the back foot. So he then starts to channel force lightning and we see it kind of, build up and again little things of detail i really like taijin's like oh that like he recognizes the technique but he's not like oh no it's a force lightning he's like oh i i've heard of this right because as they've said they kind of have implied they haven't seen a sith before and so the elder unleashes the blast we get another i love that that they added this we get i think as far as i can remember the first instance of someone sidestepping force lightning 
he just he just like weaves past it expertly and then starts to block it with his lightsaber. And then we get a scene where Taijin basically like they're at a draw now because Taijin can't move because he's trying to block the force lightning. But the elder is raising his other hand to bring the lightsaber down. And right as he's about to, Dan's lightsaber flies in and knocks the, the elder's lightsaber aside. Um, and he kind of he gets distracted as as Ed pointed out, we were watching it it's like it's the cell Gohan moment where Vegeta yeah. just hits cell with the energy blast to distract him. Um, so but, but while the elder is distracted, Taijin does, again, such a cool move. He like moves to the side, turns off the lightsaber. So the, the force lightning goes past him and then lunges in with an unactivated lightsaber, presses it against the elder's chest and then activates it and just does that like beautiful, like one move execution. It's the Senya Tural move, man. It's so good. Ed said, like, blurted out as we were watching. He's like, I wish, I wish they did that more. And I was like, so do I, man, because it's so that yeah, deactivation, man. activation style. Like, that's yeah. how Qui Gon so cool. should have taken down Darth Maul. Let's go. I, I, yeah. I still think that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, extended. So... Oh no! Yeah. Fall onto a saber. <laughs> Series <laughs> done. Yeah. No more menace. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as the as the elder falls, Taijin rushes over to check on Dan. That gives the elder enough time to reach into his, his pocket and pull out a detonator that he uses to blow up his ship. Um, and then he turns into dust. He, he just kind of does that like reverse Sith technique where instead of just disappearing, he just crumble into to mud. <laughs> we kind of get a, a little bit of a flash forward that isn't clear until a little bit later, but we come back to Taijin and Dan standing above the area where the, the, the elder ship was. And uh, it's all just rubble now. And Dan's like, so he wasn't a Sith then. And Taijin goes, well, I'm just guessing, but based on what he, what he said to you, he was, and then he left for whatever reason. And he goes, yeah, he was strong. He was really strong. If I if I had fought him when he was younger, like he had wanted, this probably would have gone completely differently. And then we got a really cool lesson that I don't think comes up enough in Star Wars, where he's where Dan's like, but you beat him. Like, you won. And he goes, yeah, but it's a good lesson. Taijin goes, it's a good lesson. It's a good reminder that power is not a permanent. You know, he was really strong. The only reason I won was because he lost against the battle against time. And it's something to remember. Power is fleeting. You can achieve as much as you want. You won't hold on to it forever. And Dan goes, so power is meaningless. And he goes, no, because if you have power, you can use it to protect others. You just have to remember that everything, everything ages. Everything will slowly go away. And just know, just understand that you won't be powerful forever. I'm getting weaker as I get older right now you're only going to get stronger from here, but it's good to think of that. And Dan's like, oh, so I will get stronger. And Taijin's like, well, you will. Just remember the lessons of kindness and justice that we have as Jedi. And then you can kind of hear like giggling in the background. So they look and the, the kids that were helping Dan before are like waving and, and calling to him. And uh, yeah, the Taijin's like, yeah, go say goodbye to your friends. They were really worried about you while you were recovering from your wound. And Dan's like, okay, thanks, Master, and kind of runs off. And then we get a, a nice kind of like last cut as Taijin just kind of looks up at the, the starry sky and we just kind of kind of end there, kind of fading out. And uh, yeah, that is The Elder in a nutshell. Um, good episode. Yeah, yeah oh, so. really good. And as always, before we jump into this proper, I'm just going to give a quick little synopsis about Studio Trigger. I'm, I'll be quicker this time because if you've listened to the twins, you heard me gush about Trigger for a long, long time. Uh, studio Trigger is a fairly well-established studio. 
I would argue they've been around since 2007, but they were originally part of Gainax, then broke off to do their own thing. They've done a lot of good anime, uh, just a couple that you've probably heard of in the last couple of years. Kill la Kill, Darling in the Franks, Kiz Niver, Little Witch Academia, Ino Bato wa Nichijouke no Nakade, uh, BNA, also Little Witch Academia. There was a movie and then a series. Uh, Quadruple S Gridman, Promare, um, Uchu Patrol Luluko, Space Patrol Luluko, uh, Quadruple S Dynzamon, Inferno Cop, a uh, whole bunch of other different things. Like they're, oh yeah, I forgot. They're, I'm, I feel so bad for them for this. They're doing a cyberpunk anime at some point. Um, probably going to look great. Ooh. Oh, it's yeah, probably going to be amazing. Probably. It's just, it doesn't change the fact that the game is the, there's a okay, flaming garbage. Happened, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're amazing. They do a lot of really, really good stuff. I am a huge, huge fan of them. I've liked them since they were, before they were even Trigger because mm. uh, they did Gurren Logan or most of their team did Gurren Logan. Uh, which I love. That was one of the first uh, anime that I like fell into a hard, hardcore. Um, that wasn't like a, a hundred episode plus series. But yeah, they do a lot of really, really good stuff. And uh, they're just as impressive here. I think, as I was saying in the last, uh, when we did the twin or the twins, they have two different kind of things. They've got like insane, zero logic, just balls to the wall action that looks amazing. And then they've got their more kind of down to earth, more realistic stuff. And this definitely falls into that more realistic, more grounded, but still very excellent quality. Speaking of those, I'm gonna highlight. I'm gonna hijack the thing that Dan always likes to do, which is also the voice actors in this uh, episode. There was a lot of really high-profile ones, and I was very impressed, especially with the the main three. So for Don, uh, Dan Gavash, I didn't know his last name, but for Dan Gavash, we've got the voice of Yuichi Nakamura. And if anybody here is a fan of a little known, very indie, incredibly popular show called Jojo's Bizarre Adventures, then you would have heard him before because Nakamura does the voice of Bruno Bucciarati in Golden Wind. Definitely. Yeah, he is very like, you know, he, he's a very established name, does a great job. I love Bruno. He's, he's one of my favorite characters in that part. But yeah, that's one of his big roles. I could go over a couple others, but I'm just going to focus on the ones I really like. Can I, can I go? Can I fill in the blanks while we go through? Yeah, them? sure, sure. So he is also Satoru Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, Jujutsu! Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Ox from My Hero Academia. Great mm, Fullbuster from Fairy Tail. Uh, Moomin Rider. Moomin Rider from, yeah, one, Punch from Man. one Punch Man. Yeah. Uh, he's also <laughs> Kojiro Shinomiya, and he's from Food Wars. He's mm. the guy that the main character does like a stagiaire underneath. Mm. Okay. Uh, we also have, where is it here? Uh, uh, he's, he's the, he's the dwarf shaman, I think. And then a garbage anime called Go Goblin Slayer. Yep. Yep. He I'm also plays it a bit. It's, it's, eh, he it's plays an anime. <laughs> dinosaur Ryuzaki and, or in English, Rex Raptor from Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, shit. Oh my God. <laughs> in, in Japanese it's dinosaur Ryuzaki. The. Now, is he the one who's actually, he has that really stupid part where, I'm combined with dino DNA, or is that... Is no, he, no, no, that's a different that's guy. Tyrano. No, this okay, is the guy with the red-eyes black dragon. Yeah, he's the original. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, okay. He's also Shimazu Toyohisa <laughs> from Drifters. Yes, yeah. Um, which which is, I really like. I haven't seen it yet, but I, it's on my list, and it's something that I really <laughs> want to get to. Um, if you ever want to see a trip from the guy who made Helsing, Drifters is fucking weird <laughs> no, no, no I don't think he was asking he got mad to his eyes when all fucking <laughs> oh man he was oh. also he's also Tetsu, Tetsuro Kudo from Haikyuu one of the uh, I guess antagonist or anti-hero characters I guess okay mm -hmm. 
he was a chicken named Alex from Walking with Dinosaurs. I don't know what that is. He is Sakata Kintoki from Gintama. That's amazing. Yeah, that is. <laughs> he has a lot of good roles. If any, yeah, if anybody's seen Gintama, oh, it's such a good. Anyways, no, uh, I'm, there's, I'm going to there's one more in here I wanted to kind of go through, and I can't remember mm. where it was. Give me one moment. He's a garbage character in Boruto. Was that what you were looking for? No. Oh, he was Greed from Full Metal Alchemist. Um, oh, okay. okay. The 2010 video game. And I believe that means he's uh, he's also Greed in the Brotherhood series. I think that okay, was the cool. one that I was looking for. Yeah, the, um, um, like uh, we're, we're I think we're all looking through his his kind of stuff he's right got now. A like long you know, IMDb. He, or yeah, like he's very established. The, the only other roles that I know him from are uh, he's uh, Makoto Takia in Kobayashi San. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Dragon, and he's like I said, he's Kashin Koji from Boruto, which was I never watched one of the final nails in the coffin for when I was like, this show is just annihilating everything I liked about Naruto. Yeah. He's Jiraiya's son, but he's not his son, but he is his son, but he's not, but he's a clone, but he's a, it's stupid. It's really dumb. All right. Next guy. Uh, not that I'm biased or anything, but yeah. So next up we've got Takaya Hashi and he is also a very established actor. Oh, is he ever? Yeah. He's been lots and lots of other things. One thing that I recognized as soon as I saw the name. He voices Taijin Crosser, just so everyone knows. Yeah, he voices Taijin Crosser. And it, like as soon as I, I saw the name, I was like, oh my god, how didn't I notice this? Dan, you're not going to understand this at all, so this isn't for you. But uh, Ed, he is a character called the Archer of Shinjuku in Fate Grand Order. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that in his, in his yeah. credits. So he is, he is Moriarty in uh, Fate Grand Order. And as soon as I, I was like, oh, yeah, he's got that little, like, he's got that, like, tremble, like, that little warble in his voice. Mm. That is exactly what Moriarty does. And I was like, oh, my God, I should have realized that. But, yeah, he's Archer Shinjuku. Great character. I think he's hilarious. Just not at all what one would be expecting when you hear Moriarty. But He's also Owl. Uh, from not owl, yes, from Sekiro, yeah. uh, which is, a, is another very he, his voice is very uh, fairly different than that one. But yeah, he, that's also a really great role. One of the other ones that I've seen, he is the Shishi Gumi boss. I don't think they're ever their names ever mentioned, but he's basically a gang boss in B Stars, which is a very strange anime, but yeah, it's still pretty good. He's also Gazelle um, from that time I got reincarnated as a slime. He's the dwarf uh, king. Okay. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's a very iconic uh, mm-hmm. voice for that. Uh, he's like a really high end mage in Overlord. Who gets his shit handed to him mm. pretty quickly by the main so character? In, oh, yeah. he's in. Oh, okay, when they're doing the whole duel, like the four v one. Yeah, and it's like, and he's got like the the like the white hair coming out. Yeah. Um. Okay. He also plays Kakuzu from Naruto. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, that's a that's um, a throwback. He's in another trigger anime called Kiznaver, but he's got a much more uh, smaller role. He's uh, Rudu's father. Uh, he's in Gintama again, uh, just like uh, Nakamura was. He's Tokugawa Sada Sada in that one. Which is a okay. true scumbag. If you're well, um, yeah, he's in a lot of this stuff. This is a North Star. He's Toki. Yeah, so he's been around for a while. Yeah, he's done quite a bit of stuff. He's also Brock's dad. He's, he's Brock's Dolphin. dad. Oh, he's and Dolphin no, but you were right. You were you, you were right last time. Mm. He is the voice of Inu Arashi from One Piece. Dogstorm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In Japanese. I had a feeling. Yeah. All right. Mm. What's the next one there, Noma? So last up, we've got Kenichi Ogata, uh, or I guess Ogata Kenichi, whatever. We're, we're, we're speaking English. I'm going to do it the English way. <laughs> and again, same thing as everything else. He's got a very long and a very prestigious career, just like uh, our last two. And so for this one, we've got a couple of, I need to watch this anime because I've read it. Um, but in Baki the Grappler, he is oh. uh, Kaio Kaku. One that I think a lot of other people would know because it's it's very popular. He in, is in Hero Academia, 
and he is Gran Torino. Very iconic, one. yeah. Once you yeah. say that, it's like, oh my god, there it is. And, and it's the same thing. You can hear that kind of like slightly, slightly high pitched, but very old man grizzled voice. Hmm. He is Doctor Kaseno in One Punch Man season two. He's also Doctor Hiroshi Agasa from Detective Conan. Mm-hmm. And that I, doctor looks <laughs> like the doctor from the last episode of Tob One. Now that we look yeah. at him, like he looks almost Mikata. identical. <laughs> um, he also plays in Sengoku Basara, Shimazu mm. Yoshihiro. Yoshi. Yep, which um, I assume you would know since you're such a fan of Date. Yeah, I love I love the Sengoku Basara series. It's it's so blasphemous, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so over the top. He's got so many roles, and it's just like he's Aku Aku from the Crash Bandicoot series in Japanese. <laughs> Like it's just yeah, ridiculous. Mioga and Inuyasha, which I'm sure some people will know that. Yeah. I didn't really Any Pokemon that. fans out there from uh season three at Pokemon Advanced Generation with like mm. uh Mudkip and Trico and all that, he's Watson uh, from the uh electric gym. Like mm-hmm. the fourth badge or third badge or something like that. Yeah, yeah. If if anybody's old school and likes Ranma and a half, he's uh Genma Saotome, the panda. In one piece well, he's, panda. he's Goncho, <laughs> the head of the Tontata tribe, the old man. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot and about that guy. He's got yeah, he's got so many old man roles and it it makes sense. He's got the voice for it. He's the mm. brain from Animaniacs and like Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So many but, good uh, roles. Yeah, he he's he's got a very, very long career and yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, which is awesome. And then yeah, we, like we have one more sorry. voice actress, right? Yeah, we've got a couple well, we've got a couple other ones, right? But so the the next ones, they don't have a lot, they barely have any speaking roles at all, just kind of how it is because we've got the the children as voice credits as well. So we've got mm-hmm. um, Maria Abo as child number one. I don't know why they chose different people for those because they didn't say anything. They just go, Haha. and that's literally it. Yeah, right. It's, it's very, very supporting roles. Uh, I don't see too much on, on her thing. So she might be like a, that's a very like new her breakout kind. role. Right yeah, now. like the only other thing I really see is is a show, a TV show, I think, called Girlfriend, Girlfriend. Um, okay. I don't watch a lot of Japanese live action stuff because I'm a wee, well, kind of, that's a discussion for another time, but yeah, I don't really watch any of that kind of stuff. We've got uh, Reina Aoyama as child number two. She's done voices in Two Year Eternity. That's it. Oh, yeah? I Yeah, I see also Ishizoku reviewers, which I haven't watched oh, okay. yet. <laughs> I think she's a Cyclops in that one. Is that yeah, interspecies so reviewers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? And uh, yeah, as <laughs> then we've also got uh, Anna, or maybe it's Anna uh, Nagase as child number three, mm-hmm. and same kind of thing. Very short list here. We've got Summertime Render, which I've never heard of, and Black Arrow, which is very new. It's winter twenty. 20- oh, I haven't heard of Summertime Render because it's not out yet. Um, there you go. And Black Arrow, which is a very new one. So yeah, I guess they, you know, it kind of makes sense, right? They gave the the roles to newer people because again, they, they. I don't even think there's a, there's like one. I think someone says thank you. And that's it. Um, and I couldn't tell you who. But yeah, you know, they, they've got this uh, this great legacy, like storied talent for the, the main three characters, which I think it very much shines through. I mean, you can hear if you go back and listen to Visions, Visions, if you go back and listen to The Elder now, knowing that you'll and you know some of those characters, oh, yeah. you're, you're going to hear them immediately. Like I when we were watching it this time, this is the second time I watched it. I couldn't hear anything but Moriarty the entire time uh, Taijin was talking. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this thing where I was like, oh, if only one of the the kids had called him Papa, he would have lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> uh, Some fake Grand Order humor for you guys there. 
Just want to go over um, to the English stuff when you're done. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> do anything this episode, Noma? Come no, on now. No, it's Trigger. It's mine. Is there anybody else that wants to hear Ed's voice? <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm waiting till we get to the the, Good the other part. No, I keep going. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, all right. So for the English, we've got. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I actually am going to do this joke. <laughs> so for the English, we've got a uh, Jordan Fisher as uh, Dan Gavash. <laughs> Jordan Fisher. Good job, buddy. Oh, was just, I was just waiting God. for someone to die inside from that. Yeah, sorry. Jordan Fisher as uh, Dan Gavash. His filmography is... It seems like this uh, This is one of the kind of... I wouldn't say breakout because it's just, you know, it's it's Star Wars Visions. It's still up there, but it's one of the larger roles that, that I can kind of see from here where he's got a couple things on, like, Robot Chicken. Oh, actually, he's on the Flash. I didn't get this far in the Flash TV series, yeah. uh, but he's Bart Allen, uh, Impulse, in the... Is that a villain? Uh, oh. That's the CW. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What? No, he's, a, he, he's one of the... Uh, He's part of the family. Oh, it's not. Impulse yeah. sounds like a bad guy name or something. No, no. He, yeah, he's 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 Flash family. He's okay. yeah, Impulse yeah. is just from the future, I think. He, also, Shira, yes. the Princess of Power. In... That's like a new oh, animated yeah, series that came I, out. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that one. He's a couple characters in that one. There's a character named Soda Pop. What the fuck? Nah, <laughs> I don't watch. Okay, <laughs> Soda Pop was that from the 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 Greasers one? What do they call it? I don't know. It's from Shira. It's a character in Shira. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, he's in the Rent Live TV movie. Uh, see some stuff in the Teen Wolf TV series. Oh, he's... I know this character. He's Matthew in Until Dawn. Um, oh, the game? Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. The one to the, one of the two characters in that game who isn't white. <laughs> one uh, of them you just want to murder. The other one's just like, oh, I hope you make it through. Yes, he's the cool one. <laughs> who's dating the asshole one now that I think about it. Oh, oh iCarly. Man, that's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I haven't listened to it dubbed, so I, I can't really say any too much about performance wise, but maybe I'll go back and watch it one of these days. Yeah. After that, we've got David Harbour as Taijin Crosser. He's and... pretty, pretty well known for a lot of things that are in here now, mm -hmm. like Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like he's definitely got. What's the other one? Oh, Black Widow. He plays, the I think, the father or something. Alexei. Oh, oh it's him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He plays yeah. Hellboy, yeah, yeah. the new Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. The Red Guardian. Yeah, the Red Guardian. Yeah, Red I'm Guardian. thinking Crimson Dynamo, but that, he's too cool for that. <laughs> he's like, you know who he is as soon as you see him. Like, oh yeah, I've seen him and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 100%. Who, who is that? Sorry, I'm just The Simpsons. And it's, oh, it's 2020, that's why. I was like, I don't recognize that character name. Fred Cranepole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, he definitely has has the chops. You know, he's definitely up there and has, has done a lot of stuff. Equal. Was he like the police guy from Stranger? I haven't seen Stranger yeah. Things, but he's like the police. He was, he was oh, I forget his the name. The guard or he, something. He was, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Brokeback Mountain. Oh, yeah, like we said, he's got he's got a lot of what that a transition that was. No, I Mountain. know, right? It was just huh. like oh, supporting okay. character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got James Hong as old man, well, elder, I guess. And he's also been in a whole bunch of stuff. We've got a lot of things here, like we've got Kung Fu Panda. Well, I guess that's the TV series. He plays. Mr. He plays. Mr. Ping. He's, like the, he's the he's the <laughs> Kung Fu Panda's like dad. He's like the goose. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he's in the movie yeah. as well. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I saw Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Um, yeah. That's interesting. That's an older one. That's a 1980s um, movie, I think. Mm -hmm. He's, oh, I didn't know this. He's as, he's as Morgan. Oh, oh as my Morgan. God, how do you say this name? As Morgan in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, he's a about big fat guy that we yeah, all yeah. hated. Yeah. He's the guy that they deal oh. with Lando. He's like, yeah. so, so disgusting. Tries to buy Hera. Yeah, it was, oh man, yeah. what a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, he does a great uh, job. 
Oh, yeah. You're trying to say Asmodan. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that would be confusing. He's Covetous Shen in Diablo 3. Uh, oh, he's he's Bucky and Archer. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that character. Um, <laughs> I know right off bad. <laughs> he has so many roles, like mm -hmm. ridiculous yeah, he's, he's amounts got a of lot. roles. He's in Jackie Chan Adventures of Da Long Wong. Uh, da Long Wong. I don't know who that is, but oh yeah, uh, no, I don't know who that character is. But he's he's uh, the mayor of of the Kiyoshi uh, that village that hates uh, the Avatar in. Uh, oh my gosh! The Avatar Day One, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and oh, he's a monk in the storm, but yeah, that's that. Oh, that's he's great. Chief in, the, in Mulan, the t the TV movie from Disney. Back oh, okay. in the day, the cartoon. So now, now I'm just on a trip room because I'm pretty sure that's the same episode where Aang does the air disc and the one guy like freaks out so much he starts foaming at the mouth and collapses. As, 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 as bad as, as yeah, as bad as it sounds, he's pretty much if you've seen any cartoon in since the '90s, he's mm. pretty much any of the old like Asian guy in that. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's I guess his seems about right. His, his, um, I mean, it's it's, it's fair. I mean, you know, the he's industry got the voice for it. people. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's like if you listen to him in the Elder. He's really, really good as the elder. Like, holy shit, mm -hmm. it matches perfectly. Okay. Okay. But he's got and then he's got credits all the way back to the 1950s. Wow. Like 1954 okay. is his first role in the Dragonfly Squadron as a South wow. Korean pilot trainee. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Like so, that's crazy. How old yeah, that is. That's awesome. And then, funnily enough, for all three children, they didn't add voice actors for them. It's, they just reused uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Maria Abo and uh, Reina Aoyama and Anna Nagase again. All right. So, yeah, I mean it makes sense. They've they barely got any any lines. So yeah, that kind of wraps up our little synopsis and everything about the actors and all that kind of stuff. So the one thing I'm really curious about, I'm actually not gonna uh, go on and on and on because otherwise we'll be here for another three and a half hours. But Ed, I'm really curious. Did this redeem Trigger in your eyes? It didn't need much redemption. I just wanted clarity for mm. the most part. And this had a start. Made sense. The whole reason for them going there is because the master felt something. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're there. He knows the place. He knows the villagers. So all that was, well, knows about them, I guess. Try the cuisine, all that. Like, there was a lot of info dump in this one mm. that we didn't get last time. Oh. And as for the flashiness, there was enough. The combat, the, the funny thing was that as it was going it was, as it was going on, it still hit that predictability where I was, I was just starting to call things out because it was like, oh, mm -hmm. this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And more often than not, it, it was the case. Nothing wrong with that. It was just funny to be like, okay, mm -hmm. I know where this is going now, but let's see how you get there. You pretty much called everything when we watched through it together. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, okay, yeah. this is... Like, I think but... the only thing you didn't call was Dan, uh, Dan's blade coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that that was the big oh no, what's gonna happen now? So mm -hmm. that and it, that it's was very cool. up in the air whether he's dead or not at that point yeah. too. So, right. So I still liked it. I liked what they were trying to go for. It's what I, it's like. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep the, this was like this was the one I was looking forward to the most. So I was already ready to forgive any mishap that may have may have come about while watching it. Mm. Nothing. It was it. This was the average anime episode I watched, and it was like, great, that was the next episode. Let's go on to the next one. But mm. this is the one-off, so it's kind of like, damn. I'd love for this up this to be a series, mm. right? That would have been. I'd I'd be fully invested in an episode in a series like this. 
Uh, so if they go, if they continue and do something like they did with the duel, where they put a novel out afterwards, or if they decide to really take it further, I am hundred percent in for for the for a continuation of the. Would you read a manga of this? For sure. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. It gave me what I expected, and the I guess the Easter egg in this one was talking about like it was what Dark Bane was starting to notice with the Brotherhood of Darkness when it's just like everybody's just fighting everybody and nobody's really paying attention to what the hell we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. So split off. And I guess he just, he had done it before, but it was just like, okay, but I didn't go to, you know, uh, Prime, um, the unknown the unknown planet oh, and yeah, yeah. find the Ricotta and do all that. I didn't do that and no Star Forge. So it's just, mm-hmm. okay, we'll just, go off and do our own thing totally yeah, fine it, yeah that's a really good way to put it actually because yeah it's like it's it's the difference in ambition right because mm-hmm. bane went off and was like i can fix this and clearly the elder was like i don't care anymore yeah. and he just kind of went he just wants to have a good fight you guys do your thing it. i'm out basically yeah. you want a one good fight to just leave this world essentially is yeah just, just to prove that he still had uh had it mm-hmm. um he also kind of reminded me of not as much because obviously but the character i'm about to mention didn't just walk away but it also very much reminded me of darth mar in swotor Hmm. where it's just like looking at the situation being like what the hell happened how did the sith come to this yeah and just, but again right in bane and mars case they're like we can we can do something here we can change this and the other was like no fuck all of you I'm i mean bef- before they ruined him i'd say the same thing with malgus too where mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in up until ilum when it was just like you know this is dumb what we're doing is stupid mm-hmm. Everybody come through, no more of this dumb stuff, and use all the dark side stuff, and we'll be powerful. And they could have fucking taken over the galaxy that way. Yeah. And I was damn well ready to be like, sign me up. Yeah, and then it was like, yes, up. where's the option to join? What do you mean, I, no? No, we can't join him. It's like, well, he's smart and you're stupid, so... Yeah. Okay, but don't fine. worry. We'll keep using the same plot point 17 so, times. Yeah, and now we're just going to destroy him and his great idea, and we're just going to tumble it and tumble it and tumble it and yeah. tumble it, and now he's just a joke, which is sad. Mm-hmm. And so it's a worse way to go than what the Elder did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I would have been interested to, for him to go further and to talk about why uh, no, not just why, but like you know, around when did he leave, and how ancient is he really? Because he just crumbles to dust. Mm-hmm. So then his bones were cracking the entire time. So it's just like you know, like how much of this are you using to keep yourself alive? Because even to use that bit of force lightning, he really had to channel that, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like you know, the emperor and everything is like, yeah, you're gone, yeah. right? So it's just like how many, unless you're channeling like a force uh, chain lightning or whatever, that's yeah. the only time you yeah. channel it. <laughs> oh, right? inquisitors. So, it, it kind of yeah it, it reminded me like uh, of darth scion as well right mm. where it's just one of those things where it's like if i stop concentrating for too long i'm I just going to stop existing yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i think this episode was really good in terms of action building up like the world that these characters live in a little bit and being like yeah the hmm. sith haven't been around for a long time and then like this disturbance in the force and like what is what is happening here like why is this person on this planet what is his you know motive what is he trying to do are there more Mm -hmm. of them that kind of stuff that's a lot of questions and then they they do a really fun thing where it's like obi-wan versus maul almost Mm -hmm. when they have dan fight off against the elder and then they Mm -hmm. have you know taijin cross or aka you know qui-gon jinn come in and just wreck wreck house (laughs) and that that lightsaber blade turn off and turn on i'm like it was it it felt so good it was just like I, that is that is yeah. the that is the stuff that fans have been asking for for so long. 
and, and I mean, would make sense. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Ed's right too. You know, Senya did it first, but it's just, it's great to see. It's a, it's such a, yeah, it just makes so much sense to just, why would you, why would you telegraph to your opponent when you're going to, yeah. you know, use it and turn it on? One thing I really enjoyed with this episode is you really kind of get a slightly more, it's a little bit more classic, uh, like older samurai movie style where it's very few moves in the duels. Yeah. But there's an impact with each hit. Yeah. Like even on that first when uh, Dan and the Elder cross blades, that first hit, like you can feel like the recoil Dan feels mm-hmm. when he, you know, he's like, oh, I'm just going to block this old man. Oh, God. Yeah. And like, yeah, that kind of right. And that's why he's so rattled afterwards. He was like, how is he this strong? He's an old withered man. He's breathing hard and everything yeah. like that. And he's just like, oh, OK, I'm going to stop toying. With and when now. he comes in for yeah, that just... last attack against Dan, where he does like the bullhorn or the uh, the mm. like the horn mm. thing and he runs at him, the, the line work they did there to make him look like he's going super fast. Mm-hmm. And then he like speed, hits man. him, and then he comes around and just slices him through the like yeah, the just, just gut. That's the lightsaber side, and then oh it hits him on his Such a... <laughs> It was so good. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's that watching the like the reckless new gunslinger go down against the veteran, right? It's just yeah. like oh, oh, like how we know he's going down. How many hits can he actually get in before yeah. zero? Okay, this is the third time <laughs> watching this. I've watched it twice in sub and one in dub, and mm. honestly, I'd watch it again. It's so good. Oh yeah, it's, really it, it's closest to like think of any anime or shonen you've watched. Like it's it's closest to that than a lot of the others have been. Oh yeah, with like it, the... it's, it's the most normal one almost. So sure. it feels like it feels natural as you're watching it. Like oh yeah, it fits into canon quite well. Yeah. Next mm. episode of Demon Slayer, please. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the thing I was thinking about too is that this episode oh, I fits something awful. But... This this episode fits like cannot like canonically into like the duel right the same time frame as like the duel and this with the sith kind of being dispersed and stuff like that yeah i see what you're i could see at. these like coexisting and like this is the jedi side of hunting the sith yeah. the, and then the like the other one we had the sith is hunting the sith right like because they're infighting right like it, it yeah. really does fit well together the only thing i'd say to that is that this feels like it takes place in in or before the clone wars to me yeah, like this really? feels prequel era. Oh, yeah. I, I felt like oh, this was. I felt like this yeah. was like a thousand years after. No, oh, I don't. It's because no, no. it's, it's the I same felt. robes. It's the exact same robes as the but, prequel era. Yeah, as opposed to um, the High Republic ones. Yeah, well, and and as opposed to in the duel, it's very clearly post uh, sequel trilogy. Yeah. Mm. No, I felt I felt like this felt on. more sequel trilogy to me. But yeah, I get what you're saying with the robes and stuff. Mm. The the one thing I really enjoyed was we get two like especially with the Kamikaze Dogas uh, the duel we get a really good look at like the different types of Sith right yeah because the Sith in the duel it's like it's it's one of those it's like a kind of like a Malgus or like a Maul or something where it's like I'm going to prove my power to you by butchering everything that's here mm-hmm. I'm go- I'm just going to walk through you and dismantle you all and I will put the fear of the dark side into you. Because you know she she just massacres her way through the the quotes Ronin, mm-hmm. um, you know the the guard the village guards, and then goes to town right, and it's just this brutal just like uh, beat down. And with the elder, we get more of the like no, I like kind of more that that Dooku or Palpatine like no, I know what I'm about, I know my power, I don't have to prove anything. Oh, we're fighting? No, okay, I'll show you, mm-hmm. right? Because we like it's I love when he's just he has that first clash and he's like oh. You're not who I'm looking. Like he already knows by that point. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're gonna learn today. <laughs> and it's it's putting the fear into you through not action, but just that like understanding that he understands this much. Yeah. Do you remember what that is called? No. There's, there's a name for it. <laughs> okay. Dunmok. 
Remember? Oh, no, no. When it's in the Bane series when he's like, he achieved it because, like, he oh. when he was fighting against uh, not Fohard, it was against um, Sirak, mm. and he was doing the constant thing where he's like, Oh, no, I'm Liana. Okay, we're done because I understand mm. you, and I'm just gonna finish it now, and yeah. I'm just gonna play along and play along and play along. It's that thing, and he's uh, the, the teacher is just like, Yeah, he lured him into it, he's constantly doing this. It's some so Dooku and Palpatine. Mm. and vader actually to a good extent mm. they do it by talking to you the entire time just like this guy was to throw you yeah, off yeah. he was just like oh yeah no you're trash no, okay no yeah. no and then he can't a challenge yeah, yeah and he can't really do it against the master because he was just like yeah no i'm not playing into this let's go kind of thing right but yeah it's I, very... I completely forgotten about that concept but yeah that's Dooku was the master of it because he's constantly mm. just talking shit no matter who he's fighting it's yeah. always bullshit banter with him and Obi-Wan kind of does the flip side of that mm-hmm. but for him it's just playing banter Dooku's actually using it for a purpose right mm-hmm. and then it's just like okay constant constant the Emperor he's on another level than everybody and yeah, I, yeah. with Vader he's like oh you're a weak old man constantly right like oh then anybody die braver than most yeah <laughs> Actually, ironically, then Maul does the only person Maul can do that to is Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, I killed your master, Qui Gon Jinn. How did that make you feel? Exactly, yeah. and that's that's what that is. That's that the term mm-hmm. for that, anyway. Okay. Yeah, I, I it, completely. It doesn't come up enough awesome. for me to bring it up. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just I I love that. It's just because it it's a real life thing too. If you can mm-hmm. trip them up and make their emotions get ahead of them, then you'll get openings. So I, it works mostly on like Padawans and young ones and stuff like that. Yeah, because they're so naive. Yeah. They're like, I, I think I can do this. I got you. And then he's mm-hmm. like, you don't well, have anything. Yeah, and ironically, Maul says, like, kind of sums it up perfectly a couple of lines later when he, you know, he says that Obi-Wan snaps, tries to fight him. Then Maul just kicks his ass and is like, your rage has unbalanced you. Yeah. That's not the Jedi way, is it? It's just that, like, yeah, just kind of like sm- like pushing your face. Twist the knife. The dirt. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I wanted to say in relation to this and uh, Maul mm. and Obi Wan, I guess, is spoilers for Rebels. But in mm. Rebels, you get Obi Wan fighting Maul in the uh, Tatooine sands mm. and like killing him finally. And yeah. that duel is very much, very much similar to this one, where it's like that classic samurai and, one, two, three, yeah. done. But it's also the same thing that, that Ed was saying with the Elder and Taijin, right? Because he does the same thing, right? And it doesn't affect Obi-Wan at all this time, where he's like, look what has become of you. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, I'm not playing into it. No, yeah. no, no, enough. That's like, let's let's finish this finally. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Aren't you tired of this? Aren't you done with this already? Like, how long are you going to let this? Like, It's just sad and pitying at that point, mm-hmm. which is why I was just like, bye-bye. Done. Yeah, I was like, I'm, then, I'm not gonna drag this out anymore for you. I there's no fun in this. There's nothing in this. Rest mm-hmm. now. It's just a duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah duty. But Sorry. yeah, no, it is, it is a good. <laughs> so adult. But yeah, no, it is a good point. In that duel, it is that same kind of like very much. You feel the weight of each of the three strikes, mm. and then it's over. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. I think that does it for this episode. Yeah. Unless we Enjoyable have another episode for sure. Yeah. For sure. It was. It was awesome. The and... fact that I want something to come out of this. And if you oh, asked me that like four episodes ago when we we're doing the other thing, I'm just like, what the fuck could you possibly have come out of this? More I want more I want more twins. I'm wilder for a and, of twins. wilder and wilder and yeah. wilder. I want I, I, want, I want, want a double Gemini spacecraft. Yeah. 
I I want cool a super, I want an Eclipse Star Destroyer that turns into a giant robot that then fights. A, I mean, we are getting a, a Star Wars Eclipse. Of, uh, Where Star the Wars. hell are you going to hide this on the Eclipse? It's like the one of the most sleekest. Yeah. No, it's 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 the it's the hypers. It's the the Death Star cannon splits down the middle and then it opens up to yeah. reveal the mech that it turns this into. Massive thing. Yeah. I, I see that and it just turns into a big buzz droid. Yeah. <laughs> That's not this most terrifying thing. Right, but Latch I mean, this onto is, the planet and just be like, I'm here now. This is this is trigger. My understanding for their logic is Gurren Logan when it turns out that the moon is a giant Gundam oh my <laughs> called God, the yeah. Ark Logan. That's a ship that turns into Ark Gurren Logan. Oh my God, I forgot <laughs> about that. And then they get one that's even bigger than it. Uh, oh, one good. day, one day, trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. <laughs> All right, well, let's round out this episode and uh, let the listeners know how they can find us. Mm-hmm. Tune in for the outro. All right, Ed, how can the listeners contact us? Let us know what they thought of this episode, The Elder. So you can find all of our information, that is email, social media, all of that on our website, voicesoftheforce.com. If you look there and you want to contact us any sort of way, our email is voicesoftheforce.gmail.com. On social media, we've got Twitter, we got Instagram. On both of those, you can find us at, at voiceforcepod. Anything you retweet, repost, you know, like, share, whatever you want to do. It does help. Every little bit helps. And it grows the listener base. We appreciate it so much when you do. Thank you for that. Listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you do so, there are several platforms you can do that on. That is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you do, leave us a review on there. And with a comment as well, it helps with visibility. So if you are sharing things, if you are telling your friends about it, you'll if you put in the search bar, it'll get higher and higher and higher on that list till it becomes like the first one that you see. Um, and if you do end up following or subscribing, which you can do for free again um, to any of the uh, any of the platforms, anytime we update our podcast, mm-hmm. so if we drop a new episode, if we put some some notice out. Uh, it'll update and you'll see that right whenever you open any of those applications thank you Ed and always remember guys you're going to get weaker but then your kids will get stronger and then you're going to die and then they're going to kill people and then it's a, it's a vicious cycle you went from a Jedi mantra to like a Sith <laughs> and then they're going to kill people and then you'll turn to dust <laughs> and then you'll yeah, turn to dust <laughs> All right, I just had to. I just had Jesus to twist it. Christ, man. <laughs> they're gonna kill people. Everyone's evil. Yes, we murder everyone. Oh boy. Fuck! What is that from? Oh, I can't oh, remember. Shit. Tune in next uh, time for episode eight.